can't even begin to say how amazing you are to us in our lives, Lord. You give us everything that we do not deserve, Lord. You still fight for us, God, even when we disobey, Lord, when we don't listen to you, when we are doing our own things, Father. When you are selfish about our lives, God, you, you still fight for us, God, and you still want a relationship with us, Lord. What an amazing God that you are, Father. You're still speaking to us, God. You're still calling our hearts. You're still pulling us to you, Lord. And tonight, mighty King of glory, God, we ask you, Lord, that we may pay attention to what you say, Lord. Because, Jehovah God, you want us to be with you, Lord. You want a relationship with us, oh God. You want us to have victory, Father, in this life and the life after, Lord. But, Jehovah God, you've got to make sure that our hearts are right and we're in the right place, Lord. So I pray, mighty King of glory, God, that your word goes forth, Father. That Jehovah God will touch our hearts, Father. You'll touch our minds, oh God, and you'll free us, oh God. You'll free us from those lies, Lord. You'll free us from all those things that the enemy has been trying to tell us, Lord. And Jehovah God, when we come out of this place, Father, we'll say that we've met you, Lord. That we were with you, Lord. That Jehovah God, when people see us, Lord, when, when we talk to our relatives, when we talk to our families, Lord, that there is a big difference between when we came here and when we left, Lord. Jesus, I pray, mighty King of glory, that you may speak and move me out of the way completely, Lord. Because I need to hear the word too, Lord. We praise you, we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we continue to... Um, All right. So we continue in the books uh, in the book of Hebrews 12:14. Today that's what we're going to be reading. I'm trying to position my tablet better. Last time I had issues. All right. So in chapter 11, which we just got done, we see the superheroes of our faith, how they endured and stayed steadfast in no matter what they faced, right? And 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 when you think about it, most of the time when we look at, you know, the superheroes of our faith, we kind of try to compare them with the superhero that we see on TV, right? It's Superman, you know, Spider-Man. I can never be like those guys, right? And so there is some part of us that says, well, they're superheroes. We can't really attain what they have attained. But the Bible is telling us that, you know, Elijah, James 5:17, Elijah was a man with, not, with nature just like yours. And he prayed honestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain for, in the land for three years. Right? So the Bible is saying that these people that we call superheroes, in essence, we have to be very careful what we say superhero and how we are taking that and put it in content because you are like those people. If you walk in faith, you will be like those people. When you think about Peter and John, right? Peter and John, they prayed for a crippled man who was crippled since he was bad. And uh, on Monday, we were speak, uh, Eva was speaking and she said, the issue that we have in our faith is because we are, re- we are okay with praying for people up to the point where we have to tell them to grab your hands and stand up. So our faith, we are telling God that our faith is good. It's good, it's good. Yeah, we trust you, we believe you. But then, Lord, I'm not going to walk in faith and give you my hand and pull you up. But then at point, uh, we nullify the faith because we are telling God, yeah, God, and you know, I am a, I'm guilty too. I've prayed for people and I say, Lord, when they wake up tomorrow morning, let them be well. Mm-hmm. Our God is a God of now. Why aren't we praying and telling God the same way that those people got to see, the same way that that man got up? Why aren't we praying in the same way? Because of our faith. Our faith is lacking. So it's either we have faith completely to tell that person to get up or we don't have any faith whatsoever. 
So as we go through um, uh, uh, Hebrews, it shows us that, like I said, these superheroes, we too can be superhero. The ingredient is faith. Ethan preached uh, on faith last Wednesday that our faith should not change depending on the situation. That our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That even though we walk through the shadow, of, we walk through the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because He is with us. And that's because whether He's walking with us through it, He's there. Whether He's shooting us from where well, we are still walking through it, or even from it, He's still there, right? Mm-hmm. And even when He allows us to suffer, He is still God, right? right? Yeah. And then Pastor Matt on Sunday preached and said that there is a cost to salvation. Mm-hmm. Learn to endure. You have been called to a life of endurance. That's what we've been called to do. And then be of good cheer so others can desire God. Because mm-hmm. if we are really enduring, but then we are so being, I really don't want that kind of life. Yeah. Right? You're going to be, because basically if we are saying, oh, this is, I, I'm a Christian and God is doing amazing things in me. But then your face doesn't say that. Then how are people going to know that they want to face God? I'm like, man, I, wanna, I know what he does, but I don't want nothing to do with whatever he does. But if we are going through stuff and we are enduring and we still have a smile on our face and people are like, why the world does he have that smile on his face? Why, why is she still happy? Why is she still humming and singing while she's going through that? Then at that point, they can know. You can tell me, let me tell you something. It is hard and it's difficult. But let me show you who's giving me the joy to be able to endure through that. Also, he says, there's no disclaimer in Christianity walk. You are either a Christian or you're not. You know, you hear all these, oh, he's a Bible Christian, right. he's a true Christian, and you have to qualify those things. You are either a Christian or you're not. Amen. And it's just that simple, right? And so as we walk through our lives, as we walk through the next season that God has given us, our faith has to be strong to stand up and tell somebody, you know, this is who I believe in, and pretty much you don't believe what right. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look at Hebrews 12, 1, 4. It says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is, that is, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. You have not yet resisted bloodshed, striving against sin. So my first point today is drop the extra weight. Drop the extra weight. So verse 1 saying, you have seen, you've read, you've, you've seen those who have gone before us, and when they went, they didn't carry things with them. When Abraham was called, he said, go to this place. He didn't say, no, Lord, I'm going to sit here and wait for my 401k or my Bitcoin to go up. He didn't say that. (laughs) He just got up and he left, right? But the problem with us is, myself included, we carry a lot of things with us. That when the Bible says, right, run this race with endurance, that when it's time for us to run, we cannot even run because we are holding on to the stuff that we have. Because it's one thing to walk when you're carrying stuff. I can do that. I can walk really, really slowly. But if you have to run, then you have to shed some stuff. So if we are carrying our stuff, we get two options. The first option is, am I going to continue walking with the stuff I have, or am I going to run? Because if we have to run, that we've been called to run, then we have to lose that stuff that we have. But we don't want to do that. 
let us run with endurance. This is not a sprint, it's a marathon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When I was in high school, I used to do sprint, and I, you know, because you all think, because I'm Kenyan, I, I do marathon. No, I <laughs> it's a long story, okay? But if I had to feed my family, I would run. Anyways, but the thing is, I did sprint, and everybody would ask me, do you run? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I do 100 meters, and I was pretty good about it, too, right? Because I'm light and fast, right? Um, but when it came to long distance, I would not do long distance. I would literally hide when people did cross country and get out. So, but it's under the blood. So when we think, when, when people are talking to me and we are talking together, I'm saying I can run. But then the reference is different. Right? Yeah. We are all Christians. I love Jesus. But really, do you really love Jesus? Are you doing the things that a Christian does? Right? You think about it, I know you guys watch YouTube, you think about uh, videos when somebody is being chased by a dog or an animal, you know, what happens to them? They run faster? Yes, but before they run faster, they drop everything they have. It doesn't matter what you're carrying, right? It's either you're dying or you're going to lose what you have, right? And so when we think about running, it should be the same thing when we are running. It's like, listen, this is a run. It's not a dog that's after you. It's the devil that's after you. It's the devil, devil that's after us. And if we have to run, we really have to drop everything we have in order for us to get as fast as possible away from that, right? But we feel that we need to carry on our stuff. You know, the Bible talks about a, a young ruler uh, that Jesus was talking to, and he says, Master, I've done everything. And in Matthew 19, it says... I have, he says, I've kept all the laws. And Jesus asked him, he said to him, which one, Jesus? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witnesses, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said, all these things I have kept, all these things I have kept from my mouth. All these things I need for my journey, Lord. Right? What do I, what, what, what do I still lack? Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell what you have and give to the poor, and you have the treasures in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had a great possession. God is saying, run. And you're like, I've been running, God. I've been doing really well. I've been doing Bible study. I've been praying. I've been coming to prayer night. I've been coming to Wednesday. I fellowship with people. I do all these things. But this, Lord, I've been running. But God is like, no, I need you to shed more. I want you to start from your family. I want you to start in the morning. I don't want you to just show up at church. I want you to start last night, today, every day. I want you to live a life that's worth being a Christian. Let us lay aside every way that entangles us. And when you think about something that entangles you, it's something that holds you and it's difficult. But most of the time, we don't just find ourselves, wake up in the morning and we find things that entangle us. It starts out slowly. We become comfortable. And then it starts wrapping us along. And if we don't work on ourselves and if we don't, we don't spend time with God, guess what? We find ourselves in a place where we can't even not only even walk, you can't even start walking because you're already entangled. Yeah. See, the thing is, in our lives, we are aware of bad things. Like poison ivy. Like, you know, if you touch poison ivy, you're going to get hurt, right? Blackberry bushes. I'm sure you guys are not going to walk into those, right? Okay, some of you. But most of us, okay, we're not going to walk into blackberry bushes, right? 
These things that we see with our eyes, those we can avoid. But if we do not let Christ touch our hearts and reveal those things that are so settled in us, those are the things that are going to hold us back. Because if, if you tell me to walk into a bar, I'm not going to walk into a bar. That's my past life. I'm not going to do that. Right? But there are things in my mind, in my head, that the devil tried to put in there. Whether it is, um, name it. I'm not going to put a name on it. But whatever it is, he's going to put that and I'll meditate on it and continue. But before long, that becomes a bigger thing. I would rather walk into a bar and know that things are going bad. Right? So we're going to be, and the only way to avoid this is to allow Christ to work in us. Search my heart, Lord. Reveal in me what you see, Lord. Let me know those answers, Lord. Let me know those things, Father, that, that are, that are going to take me to a place that I'm not supposed to be. Right? If you are being asked to do something or if you are doing something, before you even t- take that endeavor, how about you tell God, God, these things that I'm about to do right now, if you know six years or ten years from now is going to affect me, why don't you stop it right now? Because I would rather you stop it right now and I feel the heart than lose my soul because of the thing that is before us. Our prayers have to be, and that is endurance. You are like, Lord, it doesn't matter how long it takes. See, I'm reminded of David when he was fighting Goliath. And Saul tried to put his armor on him. What happened? It was too heavy. Right? And I see that in our lives too. Sometimes we go to places where we are not supposed to. Sometimes you are trying to do what other people are doing because they are Christian and they say they can do this. That armor is too heavy for you. You're not going to be able to walk even around with it. Right? Sometimes you want to talk like other people are talking. Sometimes we want to we wanna study the Bible like another person is doing it. But God is saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Be yourself. Be the best version of who you are that has, God has created you. Stop trying to wear somebody's armor. Run with endurance. In Numbers 22 uh, is the story of Balaam. And it's a long story, so I'm not going to read into it. But Balaam, uh, Balak sends for Balaam to come and cast the Israelites, right? And so he, he sends them, he, send, he, he, send, he, sends, um, he sends his army to go and get, Bal- to get, uh, to get Balaam. And when he goes there... Balaam goes and seeks, he says, I'm going to go seek God. He goes and seeks God. God says in uh, Numbers 20 to 12, and God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not cast the people for they are blessed. Right? But what happened to Balaam if you know the story? He kept, they kept coming back. They kept coming back. They kept coming back. And don't forget, God did not change. God is not, a, the Bible says God is not a man that he will change his mind. But eventually, he allowed things of this world yeah. to hold him back, right? And until the donkey spoke, that's the only thing that he was saved. Yeah. And I was thinking about our lives. How many times have God said something in our life and said, don't do this, don't go here, don't be with that person, don't be doing what you're doing right now. And then we wait for a little bit and we ask God, God, can I still do that? Lord, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should, should do that. You haven't said anything. And God is not a respecter of men that he's going to continue repeating himself, right? But the thing is, if really when God tells us that, hey, it is time for you to run, and we drop what we are carrying, 
and we just take over and run, there is no way of coming back to what we left. But if we have that, maybe, you know, maybe I'll come back to what God, God told me not to do. Maybe I'll come back to that thing that says, maybe I'll come to back to those friends. Maybe I'll come back to that activity that I was supposed to do. Then guess what? You'll be caught up. You'll be entangled and you're not going to be able to run. But if we are called to run, then we drop everything and we run as far as possible from those things. We have to, we have, to have a, a higher aim. Allow God to search our heart and to reveal those things in our heart where we are not aware. See, this race we have, uh, in this race, we have to, to train on a high elevation. What do I mean by that? It means that if you're going to be preparing your heart, if you're going to be walking with God, and you're doing it in the same platform, the same way you do every single day, you are not going to be able to, walk, to run. You have to elevate beyond that. And I think I told you guys I'm Kenyan, so I'm going to give you an example of Kenyans, right? So here is a very good education. Not every Kenyan run, okay? <laughs> but we'll take, we'll take the credit. So the, most, of the, most of the people that actually win the marathons who are Kenyans, they actually come from certain tribes. And those tribes, what happened with them is they live in a place where it's, there is so much high elevation. So these guys have been so, they've been running, they, like they, they have very low oxygen up there, right? Science, right? So for them, since they were little kids, they are walking to, they are walking school, they are running, their lungs are three times as big as mine, right? So what does that mean? The minute they come down here, where the world is going on, where things are like in the same platform, in the things, you cannot catch them. Because by the time I get six breaths, they only need one and a half, right? <laughs> and it's the same thing with our Christian walk. Yeah. If you're training here with the things of this world, if you keep being in the same level, in this, the same way you are, you're driving or partying or hanging out with friends, the same talk that you do, the same things that you do, if you continue doing that, when those moments come when you have to run, you cannot endure but if you elevate yourself, you spend time with God, you, you set those moments, you do your devotion, you do your Bible time, you do your, your fasting, you do those things without being coerced or told. When the moment comes when you have to fight in the ground, guess what's going to happen? You will be gone. This race, we have to train on high elevation. There is a cost of endurance. Dinner, air, more endurance. But then if we do end up just being down here, running is going to be really, really bad. But if we are up there and we come down, then running becomes easy. The question for, me for, uh, the question for you this evening is, where are you training? Where are you training? Are you training in the middle of chaos? You know, you pop your Bible, your, your Bible up and, and you read your Bible just a few minutes at work yeah. on your lunch break, yeah. and that's enough? And there's nothing wrong with that. But are you taking the moment to really set some time aside and really, really, really train? Because if you're not, you're not going to be able to run with endurance. You will, get a, you will lose air. My second point is this. Consider him. Hebrews 12.3 says, For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged of your soul. Consider the word consider is being careful about something, typically before you make a decision. Yeah. 
So what is this verse saying? This verse is saying, before you go out running, before you become weary, before you become discouraged, count the cost. Before you go running, look at what you're carrying. Before you go running, before you endure, see how much preparation you've done. Because some of us, we see things in our life and situations that comes in our life, and immediately as soon as something comes, you get out and you head out. Maybe you should take a moment to consider. Be on your knees. Ask God, you sin tomorrow. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. Why don't you give me, why don't you tell me and prepare me what tomorrow is bringing? Should I go to that place? Should I take that job? Should I be with that person? Should I hang out in that place? Lord, should I do A, B, C, D? Because if we do not consider him, then guess what? When it's time for us to run, we'll be out of air. We are not going to be able to run. And it says, don't just think about it. Or look at your friends and see how they are running their, their, their Christian walk. Consider him, Christ. He who endures shame and painful process towards the cross. He sets a really good example and said, consider him. If you're going to emulate somebody, if you're going to look at somebody, look at Christ. He's the best example for you. He overcomes shame and everything that, every, uh, that, that everybody, everybody puts on him. He turned up and he did not look back. And if we have to run, I don't know about you guys, but when you're running, most of the time the people who lose races is because as they run, they are looking to the side or they are looking back to see who's there. But if we look forward to Christ, the Bible says look forward to Christ, then we will endure. Learn from him. Consider him. Focus on him. Whatever you focus on expands. Whatever you focus on expands. So if you focus on what's around you, if you focus on your weight, then you are not going to endure. But if you focus on him, you will know where the goal is. Jesus did not have any extras. He dropped everything. Luke 9, 55, 60 says, now a, Luke 9, 55 to 66. 60, 57, something. Okay. Um, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds have nests. Air, birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his hand. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Jesus did not have any extras, and he didn't care about pleasing other people. He, did not ple- he didn't care about pleasing other people. But some of us cannot run because we are weighed down by the things that we want to carry so other people can see that we are carrying. Amen. We have to pack light if we have to go to that elevation. If we are going to the mountain, we need to pack light. And play, trying to carry stuff that are going to be shiny to your friends or the people so they can see you, it's going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you your race. It's time to shed the extra. Everything else is going to wear you down. Consider him and also consider those who, walked, who are walking with you. Who is in your team? Who is in your team? If really we're going to be running or if we're going to go hiking, who am I going to add into my team? Who is in your team? Don't answer. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about... Uh, um, an example of who, you know, every person has somebody they call. 
Like if somebody walk in here, I see Q is on the door, so I'm good, right? Right? He's going to take care of stuff, right? And then I was thinking about uh, uh, Alex Young. He's not here, but they're in East Coast. And if I had to go camping, so I'm not a big fan of camping, though I'm trying to venture, right? (laughs) We are trying to venture. Yeah. (laughs) She she said no. But, yeah. Um, So we we are trying to venture, right? And so... If I gotta go camping, I'm going with Alex Young. <laughs> the reason I'm going with Alex Young is because I've had some horror stories of him going out with his friends and camping out with nothing, just but a, like a knife. They're like, let's go, let's go camping, and it's like they didn't care about what to, where to get food. They were gonna fish, and be, they actually fished and go fish. They started a fire. They did all those things in America. So, okay. <laughs> So if I have to go, if I have to go camping, I'm taking him because I know I'm not gonna starve, right? But the other, the other funny story with that is his younger brother. I think he's more brave than him because he was telling me this story where he said that they were spending the nights camping again, and uh, he, uh, his brother asked him in the morning, "Did you hear that thing last night?" And he said, "What thing?" He said, "There was something that came to our tent in the middle of the night. It was big. It started huffing." <laughs> Right? And, and then it just like, he just kept quiet and he left. And he's like, you didn't do anything? What did you do? He's like, mm, I just went back to sleep. <laughs> I'm praying for both of them. But my question is, before we get too lost, who is in your team? Who's that helping you to walk and to run? Who's that person that you know, if I fall, if I trip, that they will stop and hold me so we can continue to make the journey? Because the thing is, it's so easy for us to fill ourselves with friends, right? Only to get to a moment where we have to go do something. Where we have to, where we have to do something that costs our life or affects our life. And then guess what? They're nowhere to be seen. So tonight as you consider Christ, consider who are you hanging out with. Check your backpack. See what you're carrying. And see if those people are actually helping you carry the backpack or are those people putting more extra stones because they think it's funny in your backpack. Because that's the same thing with our Christian walk as we go in. Are those people encouraging you to lose more weight or are they just pulling you towards the things that they are not supposed to be doing? Consider him. And then I love this one. It says, stay in your lane. Because most of the time what happens is we want to tell other people what to do. And trust me, I am one of those guys. Like I love to, I love one, two, three steps. Like you come with your issues and I'm like, let me tell you about it. I can solve this in five seconds. If you did this on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, by Sunday your marriage will be amazing. (laughs) But I know that that's not what God wants. Right? So stay in your lane, and I've come to learn that as a Christian, that I need to stay in my lane, because guess what? God is doing something in that person. I don't want to be in somebody else's, because what happened when you're running, especially when we were doing the 100 meters, you had to stay in your lane. If you don't stay in your lane, you get disqualified. So stay in your lane. There's an hotel back at home. Uh, You guys know a hyena? The one that has broken thing? Funny thing is we, anyway. I'll tell you that next time. Um, so what, what happened with the hyena is we used to get this tale where we, we ask like, hey, why did the hyena limp in the back? And you, they would say that the hyena found two ways. There was this way and this way. 
And instead of picking one way, he decided to use both ways. And so he broke his back knees, right? So that's all the tale that we were told as a child. And, I, and then from then onwards, he says, what? Yes. And then onwards, he, the hyena limps all the time, right? It's not a two-story, it's a tale for kids, right? <laughs> walk with me, walk with me, okay? <laughs> but in a Christian walk, how many times are we going to a path where we have to make a decision, but then we think that we can double that? We want to take out, we want to stay in our lane, but then we want to stay on both lanes. There is the narrow path, and there is the wide path, but we still want to stay in the wide path and still double on the, on the, on the on narrow path. We have to stay in the right lane, not just, not just stay in your lane, but we have to stay in the right lane. My third point is this, and last one. Have you given it all? Hebrews 12, 1, 4 says, you have not yet struggled and fought agonizingly. This is AMPC. You have not yet struggled and fought agonizingly against sin. Nor have you yet resisted and withstood to a point of pouring out your own blood. Here is the litmus paper. If you think that this Christian walk is hard, there is a test. And I, it humbled me when I read this. Because I'm like, Lord, we've been going through some stuff. Did you check out 2020? Did you see what happened? Right? Do you see all the things that they are doing and all the things they are telling Christians? But the Bible says, if you have not shed blood, you should still be running. Second Samuel 3, 8, 9, 10 says, these are the names of the mighty men who David had. I'm not going to read all the name, but uh, uh, there's Joseph, that name. Tiva man, captain. He, and he called Adino, Adino because he killed 800 men at one time. And after him was Ezra, the son of Dodo, one of the three mighty men with, this, with, with David when they defiled the Pharisees who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel had retreated. He rose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. You may say that you're fighting. You may say that you, you are good. You may say that you've been walking this, this Christian walk and you're doing really good. But my question is, can you be like the son of Dodo? Really? Can you say that you fought this Christian walk like the son of Dodo, where you fought so much that your hand ended up lifting the, the sword that it can let go? You are one with the sword. See, these are the men that went before us as witnesses so we can follow. Remember, Elijah was a man like you. Mm-hmm. See, you've seen the Olympics and everybody strikes stri- uh, for the gold, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. I've never seen anybody say that I will go to the Olympics today and I'm going to get silver and bronze. <laughs> I'm like, you know, even in this world of trophies to everybody, right? Yeah. So if you're going into a race thinking that you get bronze or silver, then I'll say you're not a competitor. Mm-hmm. You are just a groupie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You just want the honorable mention, and I went to the places I want, it looks really good, but you're not. Right? And I understand that we say that, you know, you tried, you can say that, you can say that C's get degrees. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? C's get degrees. That's American. Yeah. We, yeah. we in Africa, we don't. Right. We don't. Yeah. She will get you whooped by your parents and your teacher, okay? 
<laughs> yeah. And then you have to do homework and stuff throughout the holiday. We ain't playing, right? If you didn't bring an A, it's like B. I brought a B. Why didn't you bring an A? Right? right? Yeah, right. But anyways, we'll talk about that next time. But think about it. A's shows effort, determination, dedication, discipline, overcoming, and victory. That's what A's do. Right? That's what earning a goal does. Right? If, there, if, if, there, if you are race-headed today right now, would you get a gold medal because of how you walked with Christ? Would you say that you really trained in, in, and endured enough to the point of earning gold? In your Christian walk, are you striving for bronze, silver, or gold? Yeah. Which one are you? And be honest. This is a part that we are not, we are not, um, we are not blaming each other. We are not trying to point fingers. It's, like, it's those questions we are asking ourselves today. Lord, I know that we talked about this tonight at church. Lord, I know in my mind that I'm striving for God. But Lord, when you see me, when you see my action, when you see my thoughts, when you see the things that I'm doing, am I really striving for gold? Am I striving for silver or am I striving for bronze? Lord, reveal those in my heart. I'll tell you a little bit about, I did a little bit of research on the, on the medals. The three medals used in the Olympic medals are located in the same periodic table. You guys know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that you can't read, right? This means they share many of the same characteristics that make them good materials to create the medals from. Remember, bronze is made up of mostly copper. Copper is the top of the column, so it is the least rare. So bronze is the least rare. That's in the third place. Silver is one level, one level down, rather, uh, rarer than copper. So that's the second point. Finally, gold is one step below silver on the column. So it is the rarest of the, of the three, and it's number, it's, it's number one. So they are so close. If you look at the chart, you are looking on the same line. But then, when you look at their worth, it becomes different. So we can all be here. We can all say the same prayers. We can all worship, do great worship. But the question is, when God looks at us, are we gold? Are we silver? Are we bronze? Because in my eyes, I can look at you, or you you guys can look at me and say, you know what, he looks like a gold. But it's not until I'm put to a test that I can really know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that we'll go before God one day, and he'll take everything we've done. He's going to take it all together. He's going to lay there and he's going to light it on fire. Mm-hmm. And he will see what remains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes we think that, yeah, it might be silver. It might be bronze that remains. But God is pure. Yes. God is pure. He's not going to settle for less. Yes. Doesn't matter how much you think you've done. Right. He's not going to settle for less. Yeah. He's going to settle for purity. He's going to settle for purity because we have been given witnesses. We've been shown how to run the race. We've been told what we need to do. We've been told to shed all the stuff that we do. But if we do not endure, we will be counted unworthy. Active persistence. Strive for gold, lest you may miss all three. Strive, Strive for gold, or you may miss all three. Because there is said before you, it's a brutal race. Hebrews 12.3 says, For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners. Rasta. Rasta. 
Hebrews 12, 13 says, For consider him who endure hostility from sinners, the same people he came to save. Bitter hostility, yet he still died for us. Think about that. Our excuses is, Lord, it is too hard. We can't do this. Look at our lives. But Christ endured all that by the people who he was still coming to save. How much more should we endure? Because he's already gone before us. He's already cleared all the work. How much more? Let's close our eyes. Lord, we worship you tonight, God. We thank you for your love and mercy and grace, God. Because indeed you've given us grace, Lord. We thank you, God, because you're reminding us, mighty King of glory, God, the importance of enduring in this race, God. And you are very clear, you're telling us, it is a race, it's not a walk. So we cannot play stupid and say we do not know because you've already laid down, you've already showed us, you've already gone before us, Lord. Oh, how I pray, God, tonight, Father, that a fire is ignited in our hearts, O King of glory, God. That Jehovah God, if we've been striving for anything less than God, God, if we've been striving for anything less than pleasing you and something that's pure, Lord, that Jehovah God, you may please forgive us, God, and cleanse us and purify us, Lord. So Jehovah God, we can be acceptable before you, Lord. God, our hearts are open, Lord. Throughout the rest of the days, throughout the week, O King of glory, Father, the months to come, O Lord. Could you please listen to our prayers, God, as we ask you, God, to search our hearts, O God, and, you, and tell us what we need to do and where we need to go, God. You say, God, how much more are you going to give us the Holy Spirit for those who ask, Lord? And we're asking you, Holy Spirit, to come in our hearts and search us and, and show us, Father, those things that are going to trip us, those things that we are carrying, Lord, that are making us not be able to run this race. But I pray, mighty King of glory, God, that you may speak to us tonight. And if you're out there and you haven't given your heart to Christ, and if you are here or online, I want to give you this opportunity to give your life to Christ. Because you are not going to be able to run this race unless you're with Christ. It is a hard race even for those who are in Christ. But more so, harder, if you're now with Christ. You're not going to make it. So if that's you, go ahead and come up here. We'll pray for you. And if you're online, just pray, Lord, I open my heart to you. Become real to me and touch my heart. Redeem me and change my life. Help me in this walk. Forgive me my sin and guide me. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for tonight. As we leave, Father, I pray that your word, Jehovah God, will be a seed that grows in our hearts, O oh God. And I bring a covering over it that the enemy does not steal in the name of Jesus. I praise you and I worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we want to thank you so much for being online with us today. I want to remind you, if you're not a follower on Facebook, please like our page on YouTube. Please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Tell all your friends. Continue to watch online. We thank you for watching. We love you so much. Have a great day.